Hey, welcome back to another episode of Rants About News Daily for Thursday, September 28th. Um, it's been a while and there's a lot to talk about, so let's jump right into it. Okay, so the writer strike is over and it seems like the writers won super big. So they got compensation for their streaming content. Um, they got protections against AI writing credits and due to the structure of streaming over how they used to do the sitcoms in the TV era, they got a lot of the bigger things they wanted on their list taken care of. So um, hopefully writers make more money, but this also means that because they're making more money, that shows are going to cost more. And it looks like that cost is going to be transferred to consumers. So unfortunately, we're going to be paying higher streaming costs for all the services we love to get, which begs the question, uh, is streaming worth it still? I mean, I know everyone cut the cord off cable because we all thought, oh, it's cheaper. Six bucks for all of that? Unlimited streaming? Oh, that's great. Now it's 20. So, <laughs> you know, take that into consideration. But the price of, of, of getting these shows produced is going to go up. They're going to pass it along to us, the consumers. Um, but that's not necessarily an all bad thing. There is a silver lining in the situation. Um, there is a concept of less quantity, more quality. And I think that is uh, what we're going to be getting from these studios. Less shows, but the shows that do get produced and do get greenlit, they're going to be more, they're going to be better written. Um, they're going to have time to, to curate um, a story. Uh, so they're going to have time to better pick cast. Um, so these things are going to be, you know, pluses for us. So we, we may pay more, but the quality is going to be better. Um, and who needs a thousand crappy shows? Give me 10 good ones. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So it looks like everyone's dealing with lawsuits of some kind right now. And Amazon is no exception. Uh, it looks like they're being sued by the FCC and 17 states uh, for what they call inflated online prices and overcharged sellers. So initially, I didn't know what this meant, but I kind of read one of the stories from the sellers that was complaining about the situation. And man, it looks like these guys are dealing with all kinds of um, anti-competitive practices from Amazon, whereas if a company comes out with a product and they have the product set at a certain price uh, and, and, you know, even before that, when you're picking the product you're going to sell on Amazon, you got to kind of make sure Amazon isn't selling that product already, because if they are, you're screwed. You have to kind of make another plan. But if you do have a product that Amazon does not make a product for that they don't or they that they don't control the pricing on and everything. So you can bring out your product and you can sell your product. But if Amazon decides to sell a similar or the same exact product in most cases uh, as your product for a lot cheaper because they're a bigger company, they can cut, you know, cut these prices down on products because they can mass produce them. Um, and, and at that point, you can't compete as a smaller seller. So uh, it's stories like that and, and the fact that pricing. So Amazon charges them to be in their seller's program, whereas if they try to sell their items and they're in the seller's program somewhere else, uh, they get they get penalized. I think there's some verbiage in the the contract they make with Amazon that you can't sell somewhere else uh, if you sell on Amazon. And then, you know, so you're getting cannibalized by, by Amazon, by their their copying of your product and then slashing the price. And then you can't sell that product anywhere else if you're in their program. So it becomes like this this uh, slippery slope um, or a snowball effect. It's slippery and it's a snowball. Snowballs are slippery by definition. So there we go. The point being is that 
it's it's becoming increasingly hard for small sellers to sell on Amazon. And so that's why they're going to court. And I thought, well, why don't these guys just like, um, you know, get a patent for whatever they're making so they don't have to worry about someone ripping off their design and, and coming in and, and undercutting them on the price? Well, I did some research and patents aren't cheap. So uh, patents, you know, typically start at 10 grand. So, you know, you have to have 10 grand on hand for whatever patent you want to apply for and, and and that's just the application uh, costs and, and some of the lawyer fees and then there's fees on top of that you know after the fact so uh, it gets really expensive to get patents and so uh, not everyone can do that and then um, because you can't do that you're subject to your you subject yourself to this kind of stuff so um, but I hope those guys get their due and I'll keep you posted on where this lawsuit goes. All right. So more legal problems. New Jersey Senator has been indicted. Uh, Senator Bob Mendez was indicted on bribery charges for the second time in a decade. So this guy isn't new to indictments or bribery, which once you do it and get caught, don't you like get better at it or try to get better at it? Or did you learn something from the last uh, whatever? Uh, he had court and he pled not guilty yesterday. Uh, federal agents raided his home and found five hundred thousand dollars in cash, uh, some gold bars, and among other collected evidence that they uh, thought was relevant to the case. But um, gold bars—they're <laughs> giving this guy gold bars. So apparently, he was making some arms deals to get weapons uh, from the U.S. to Egypt. So I guess he was making some dealings with some Egyptians. Um, one of those things to where if you're going to do bad, be good at it. All right, so the army soldier who crossed into South Korea was returned to the U.S. today. All right, so apparently this guy, Travis King, is a soldier stationed in South Korea. Uh, he got himself into some trouble there and was in the brig for like 50 days, I think they said. Uh, but And then he was uh, waiting to be sent back to the U.S. And when that time came, he was escorted to the airport where he was dropped off and was, I guess, assumed that he was going to get on the plane and come back to be punished even more. But that's a big assumption to make. So he decided, I'm going to get on this tour that's going close to the South Korea, North Korea border. And I'm going to cross that line and go into South Korea and escape whatever punishment that the U.S. government was going to throw at me. Well, anyway, not a very smart plan. So he was captured, probably like question and realized, you know, he knew nothing and, you know, let him go. But so anyway, they decided to um, take him to China. I don't know why they didn't. Well, I know why they didn't release him to the U.S. I mean, could you imagine what that conversation would have been like between South Korea and China? <laughs> like you from South Korea calls up China like, yo, Z, um, check it. We don't really deal with the U.S. like that. I know you know that. I know you know. I know you know that we don't deal with them. I know that you don't deal with them either, but you know, you're friendlier with them than we are. Y'all, at least y'all be talking, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we don't even talk to the motherfuckers, man. So um, listen, um, we got this guy, we interrogated him for like three weeks. We realized, you know, he's stupid. You know what I mean? He real slow up top. So um, we gonna give him to you, you know what I mean? You handle the US, you give him back, do what you, whatever you gotta do, you know what I'm saying? We gonna give him to you, you know what I'm saying? You handle that, you know, you don't wanna smoke, right? You, gonna, you got it, you good? You straight? Okay, all right, good talk. Okay, so King gets dropped off in China. I don't really know what happened after that, but I do know he arrived in the U.S. today, so he's back home safe. He's back home. That's about as much as I can say on that one. 
So OpenAI, the creator of the chatbot ChatGPT, has new features for their iOS, Android, and web app today. So if you pay for the services, which cost about $20 a month, um, these services are available right now. Uh, you can get multimodal support for ChatGPT. So basically what that is, is ChatGPT is adding uh, picture and sound to their repertoire of things that they can understand and interpret and deal with. So right now you can basically have a conversation with ChatGPT over text. You type in what you want to say. It responds with text on the screen in a natural way. Um, so what you'll be able to do now is you'll be able to just naturally speak to ChatGPT with your microphone on your smartphone or on your computer, and it will respond to you uh, by taking the text and converting that to voice. So basically what they're doing is uh, text to voice uh, for the response, and they're doing voice to text for your input so um very cool what they're doing there they're making it more like a conversation thing so you don't have to type which i thought that's where this would be at in uh, in the not in the beginning maybe but a long time ago but i'm glad we're getting there now all right so just to describe the picture feature so basically what you can do is take a picture drop it into the chat box uh that you would normally type your query into and you can just drop a picture in right there and it will process that picture and tell you what the picture is or you can ask questions about the picture um, or you can just tell it to explain the picture to you uh, the, the example they gave was a meme and they asked chat gpt to explain the meme to them in case you didn't understand what was funny about a particular meme and it will do its best to explain it to you and they in the examples that I saw, it did a flawless flawless um, interpretation of what the meme was trying to convey. I think it worked very well. So I think we are getting to a place with this AI chat bot ish thing to where it's going to be like an assistant. Like, and that's kind of where I think this should go and where it would be most useful in my life. So going on to the second presidential debate, Trump did not attend. And that's like the biggest news from that thing. And that's a shame. Like, we should be putting forth better politicians where we have a clear forerunner or someone who's doing good or someone who's on the rise. It's just a mess right now. Okay, so the auto workers union strike against General Motors is still going on. Um, and it's starting to affect a lot of the uh, different aspects of car making and car maintenance, like parts aren't available right now for a lot of the repairs that people need to get done. Some of the more common and popular car models are not available or won't be getting made for next year's versions uh, at this point. Um, and it's all due to the fact that these guys aren't getting the benefits that they used to get. So um, back, I think in the 60s, they had a really nice uh, deal where they were getting like crazy good health care, whereas they would get pensions and like health care for life. The, the wages that they would get, you know, these guys were able to live a upper middle class life um, on, on that money, put kids through college. And, and, and now the wages have gone down because of what the auto industry went through um, in their decline. And they, they made lots of sacrifices uh, in negotiations during that decline to kind of help the car industries out. And after the car industry started doing better like right now they're doing super good because the more expensive cars like the suvs and trucks that we are really good at making here in the u.s um are getting to the point to where they're being you know people are buying more of those types of cars like suvs became big and that 
started a really big boom for these car manufacturers. So um, after they started doing well um, from just making those SUVs and SUVs becoming big, and now that they're putting those batteries for EVs into these trucks and SUVs, um, they're just making even more money. And the workers are like, okay, we made concessions for you guys when you weren't doing very well. Now that you're doing really well, like extremely well, uh, let's go back to the table and talk about some of these benefits that we gave up and some of these wage cuts that we made in 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 furtherance of getting the ship back on get back on track. So uh, now they're like, let's get this done. And because they're not getting it done bam, you got a strike. So, um, and like I said before, the strike is affecting all aspects of the car industry. So if you're looking into buying a car, it's going to affect it. You're looking to get a car repaired. It's going to affect it. I'm not sure if it's affecting car rentals uh, at all, but, um, but definitely it's affecting most parts of the car industry. So take that into consideration when you're, you're dealing with anything car related. All right, you guys, that's going to be the show for today, but I'll be back tomorrow with more topics to discuss. Until then, have a good one.